All right, welcome to episode two of Live, Lead, and In Between. My name is Travis Jones, and I'm the host for this podcast. I want to say I'm excited to to, to be here doing this. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've had episode one, and now we're on to episode two. So I'm trying out a couple different things uh, as far as recording this particular time. So um, I, again, I thank you uh, for bearing with me, and, and, and remember Grace is the most important thing right now because I really don't know what I'm doing, so we're testing this stuff out. So um, before we get started, uh, I want to say if you didn't check out episode one, please do so. It's a cool episode. I'm kind of biased to it, but I'll kind of leave it there for for you. All right. So uh, as I was thinking about our second episode, I was trying to determine what it is uh, I wanted to talk about at this in this particular podcast. And and I, I struggled with it a little bit until uh, the other day. I was it was a Sunday afternoon or uh, Sunday morning. I was walking in our our church, um, one of our church sanctuaries, uh, where we have our services, and we were in between uh, our two services that we offer. And as I was walking, I I kind of looked down, <clears throat> and um, I saw a little little white piece of something on on the floor. Now, typically, I'm the kind of guy if I'm walking in the hall, I'll see something, pick it up, throw it away, but this thing was a little different. So I reached out and picked it up and uh, it, it was a little tiny plastic uh, like cube with a letter on it. And it, it's almost like one of those things uh, that you, you know, you have a little name bracelet. It was the letter and a name. And I picked it up and look at it and the letter on the little tiny cube that uh, I picked up, uh, it, it, it was the letter Y. And uh, I thought, wow, that's that's a that's that's a big thing, and in the middle of that, my spirit was stirred a little bit, and uh, I felt God ask me the question, "Why are you doing what you're doing, Travis?" Which is an important question for me right now because I'm starting to venture out into uh, some some things that, as far as even this podcast that uh, I've not done before, and so I I thought that, "Wow, um, why are you doing what you're doing?" So I put it in my pocket, and I've got it in my hand right now, but I put it in my pocket, and I thought, "What a what a great." subject to talk about um, because uh, why the why that question dictates a lot more than we think it does um, most of the time we don't know why we do what we do uh, we just do it and then later there's consequences both good or, and bad uh, but we don't really understand or know why um, why speaks to our motivation on things uh, we're motivated to do it because of a particular reason And that being said, uh, that's the subject matter we want to talk through today. So the question why uh, is important to pretty much every aspect of our lives, Uh, whether we lead in an area professionally, whether we lead in an area at home, uh, whatever it is, the question of why is super, super important. And when we know the answer to that question, we can really focus in on getting some things done. Uh, and, And that's across the board, whether we're trying to get some things done spiritually um, and I know that sounds funny to say, but it is a, it is a truth, uh, or whether we're trying to get some things done uh, from a professional standpoint. So when we know the answer to that question, uh, it will help guide us. But when we don't know the answer to that question, our leadership will suffer because we're really just uh, kind of trying things out in the dark and not really understanding the reason why we're doing what we're doing. A uh, good example of that, uh, you start at a church brand new and um, you're, you're, in my case, uh, I am the minister of spiritual formation at the church I'm at. And if I don't understand why I'm there and what it is I'm supposed to do and why the church wants me to do that particular thing, then I'm going to fail. 
uh, I'm going to fail at the thing that the church wants me to do because I don't know why it is they want me to do it because the why reveals the motivation behind the thing. So let me give you a story example that uh, kind of explains motivation, why, and, and things like that. So I was an associate pastor at a church uh, before I, before my current assignment, um, where I serve now. And uh, every year, our staff would actually take uh, a trip. We would do either a retreat or we would do a conference. And this particular year in question, we decided we were going to go to a conference uh, out in Texas. Now, I love Texas, by the way. Uh, and everything is really bigger out in Texas. I mean, huge place uh, compared to where I'm at now. Uh, but I love that, love the state, love the area. Uh, specifically, we went to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And the church we that was hosting the conferences, uh, conference was Gateway Church, uh, which, again, I, I love that church as well. If you're looking for a church home, this is a shameless plug for them. They're an awesome church to, to plug into or to pray about where God would have you and plant you. Um, and if you, yeah, I think you can check them out online. So, But anyway, the, the conference was there. And at the conference, uh, you know, we were there with our entire staff, and it, we were in between our breakout sessions, and we we're going into one of our main sessions. And we all decided we wanted to sit kind of close to the front. So we were sitting on the right-hand side of the auditorium. And we, I believe we were at the South Lake campus. And as we're sitting there, um, we're getting ready for worship. I hear a man's voice from behind me. Uh, And that man's voice, I immediately knew who that man was when I heard him. Uh, And it's one of those things where, you know, if you've had a run-in or a bump with somebody relationally in the past, uh, the minute you hear their voice, all that stuff floods back into your mind uh, and, and your emotions and all those things. So I immediately knew who it was. And before I could even get out of my my head, uh, the words, why is he here? Um, immediately, immediately, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, go apologize to him. Now, that seems like an odd thing. Um, <laughs> that I should just go immediately and apologize to the guy. Uh, but let me tell you why I should go and immediately apologize, why, why I believe that he said that. So uh, when I started in ministry, uh, in, in professional ministry, when I was getting paid to do ministry, I was a children's pastor, and I was young into the game um, and young into the ministry. And our church was in a building campaign, and we were, as a staff, a couple of the staff guys were, were going around to different churches that were just or had just completed a building campaign to look at a lot of the architectural features that they had put into their building uh, as we were deciding this stuff. And so we went to a particular church, uh, and this church, uh, the, the, the senior pastor there uh, actually said, hey, you know what, let's go out to uh, lunch. I'll, I'll take you guys out to lunch. I'll, our staff will join us and you guys can connect with one another. And so we're all out to lunch at this Mexican restaurant and we're sitting here and I'm engaging with the children's pastor and uh, we're having a good time. Uh, we're talking about how we're doing things, how they're doing things, you know, because when you find a, a kindred spirit in the ministry you're involved with, you can talk for hours. So we're doing all these things. We're talking and, um, you know, the senior pastor, I guess, sees us getting along real well and he stops the conversation and says, hey, let me ask you a question, Travis. He said, uh, "We give our we we actually take our, our 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 children's pastor and we we pay someone else to come in and we give him some time off. We give him a break and we just ask him to go to the service, right? We just go to the service, take some time. We pay someone else to come in and do it so that way he it, there's a break there. And he says, "How do you feel about that?" And um, me in my ignorance and youth uh, and and not knowing even my why or motivation behind it responded to him. With, I think that's a complete waste of church resources when you've got a really awesome guy here that can actually take care of what it is you're asking him to do. So I think it's a waste of time, money, and I think it's poor decision-making. That's kind of the gist of what I said. Well, uh, again, 
a grace for me because I was young uh, in that. And everybody picked up the tension in the in the Mexican restaurant at the table we were sitting at. And the pastor just kind of quickly ended, said, okay. And, and the, the whole lunch kind of quickly ended. And, um, you know, there was a lot of tension that was there. Well, uh, as we're driving back to our church, I was complaining the whole way about this guy's comment. And, and I know it sounds completely stupid because now I can look back and know what he was doing was saying, you know, we take care of, of this particular uh, position, this children's pastor, because we know that that position can get drained very quickly uh, because it can get isolated and all those things. So he was saying that kind of thing. But in my ignorance and uh, my my um, rudeness, I responded to him in a way that created a relational rift. And even some of the staff guys on the way back said, man, I can't believe you said that. That was completely off off the wall and off color. And I just kind of wrote it off. And so so here's this guy. <clears throat> We're sitting here and it's the same guy. He's made this comment uh, and I've, you know, and I've made my comments and we let it go. And, you know, we're sitting at this conference now and he's sitting two rows behind me and God says, you need to go apologize. Well, I started arguing with God and then I finally gave in and I took uh, my one of my uh, staff members with me and we started talking to him and that particular staff member started hitting it off with him and I saw my chance to exit and I backed away. And for the entire worship set and service for that main session, I sat there with my arms crossed, not engaging in worship, right? And and just, just you know, I hadn't handled my people business um, before I tried to enter into God's presence. So I'm sitting there uh, and so that passes. And so this, this, we go through our breakout sessions and then the next session, the main session, I say to our staff, let's sit on the other side of the auditorium. You know, this is me trying to avoid meeting him again. So we move to the other side of the auditorium. And on the other side of the auditorium, we're sitting on the same side. And so this is a big deal because I figure people are creatures of habit and they won't, he won't sit behind us. He'll be sitting where he was because that's where people are comfortable. Well, we're getting ready for worship. And again, I hear this man's voice out of the back two rows behind us. And I heard again, the voice of the Lord say, go and apologize to this man. And I just sit there. I just I sit there and I don't. And and as I'm sitting there, worship's going on, and I'm just not having a great time at that point. I'm not engaging in worship, not doing any of those things. I'm just sitting there. Now, the conference comes to an end, and uh, this is kind of a funny note. On the way down there, uh, we we rode coach, but we were right before first class, so you have all this extra leg room. It's kind of nice. And on the way back, I sat right in front of the very the right the very last seat in the tail of the aircraft right in front of the restrooms and i sat between two people that were talking over me and i sat there and i just thought god i could have i could have driven an hour to apologize to this guy why 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 was i having to do this here right i've had this whole conversation with god and god says to me uh, not audibly but just in my spirit uh, well you hadn't in the past couple of years so i brought you both here to take care of this and I said, why? And it was a, I mean, why? Why do I have to take care of this? Because I still felt like I was wronged or I was in the right and he was in the wrong. And I'll never forget, uh, I was sitting there and the, he gave me this picture. Uh, and I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the Farside comics, but there's this picture that, that it's out there that this little boy pushing on a door that says pull. Um, and I believe it says something about school for the gifted. So that picture pops in my head and I, I distinctly remember the words, there are doors that you're holding shut in your life because of this. And I thought, whoa, I thought, whoa, that was a big why there were, there were things that from a spiritual standpoint, and I guess physical, all that stuff that I was literally holding shut myself that God wanted to open because of this thing. So I get off 
the the plane and I immediately try to call uh, this particular pastor so I can apologize. And this is October. I can't get a hold of him for anything. I try for a month to try to catch him at, at and I just I couldn't get a hold of him. And after the first of that year, it was January, I finally get a hold of him as he's walking out the door. His secretary grabs him. And I get him on the phone and I say, listen, I explained the whole thing to him and how I needed to apologize to him. Um, and because, you know, the Lord said this because of this reason, this why. Um, and uh, he was quiet for a second. And I was nervous when he was quiet. And in the middle of that nervousness, the silence broke. And he said, man, I really appreciate you being obedient and, and to, to God and doing that. He said, but I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue what you're talking about. Now, in that moment, you can imagine how slightly ridiculous I felt. I felt so ridiculous. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't know what to do. But I also realized in that moment that the whole situation had more to do with me than to do with him. And God again said, there were doors that you were holding shut because of this and this particular thing wasn't taken care of. And there was an offense here. And the offense was with you, not with him. And so I think that kind of that story kind of stresses the importance of the why, knowing the why. Because when you know the why on things, it changes what you do. It changes your perspective on things. For me, had I known that why, and God's timing was perfect, but had I known that why immediately, uh, I might have not even handled that the way that I'd handled it initially. Or I might have. Who knows? I was young. Um, but when I knew the why, it changed what I did. And so, so that's just a simple story about that. But knowing the why behind what you do is huge in, in, at home, right? If you've got kids, when your kids act up or your kids get disrespectful or whatnot, and we've all encountered it, uh, and you raise your voice, knowing why you're doing that. I mean, is that helpful? Why is it you're raising your voice, right? Or, or why, why do you talk a certain way to your, your spouse? You know, Why? Like, why is it that when you do this, it causes this? So knowing the why is super important from a professional standpoint. When you know your why and your reason for being, all of the things kind of fall in line around that. When you know your why, it makes saying no to other things so easy. Because if it's outside your why, if it doesn't contribute to what it is and, and who you are and why you're supposed to be here, then you don't do it. Um, you know, opportunities are everywhere, but not all of those opportunities are important to you because your why is different from my why. So I hope this has been helpful uh, for a second episode uh, and tackling the why. And again, it's something I'm still wrestling with. And I think wrestling is okay. I think wrestling with God is okay. In scripture, uh, Jacob wrestled with, with God. And after that wrestling with God, he walked different. And I think wrestling causes us to walk different. And I think that's okay. So with all that said, this has been Live, Lead, and In Between. Stay tuned and on the lookout for episode three, which will be coming up next month. Until then, have an absolute blessed week and rest of your month.